Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. It's getting real over here. Was it yeah, my fake parents before? Are here. What's happening? <laughs> my parents are here and it just feels like super real because they're like in my new house. So it's been really, really, really fun. Oh, I got here I, yesterday. Fun. Is this the first time they've been there? This is the first time they've stepped foot <gasps> in the FL new home. So yes. they just are really loving it. They're really living all the digs. I set up the guest room super nice. I got all their little amenities and so you yeah, get your, they're just your coffee bar set up. I did. I got a coffee bar, some little snacks, like some mints, nice little diffuser. Some, yeah, I had all the accoutrement. That's amazing. Which, yeah, and I cooked them a bomb ass dinner last night, so they're like never Cute. leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we sat outside in the patio. My dad's like, "This is nice." I mean, the only reason they might leave is because the mosquitoes are so bad right now. So, mm-hmm. and that is a real true story. They're so oh. bad. I mean, living in here, it, it's fine. Like I knew that was going to happen. And I was like, I mean, how bad could it be? It's bad. <laughs> I mean, isn't the mosquito like the unofficial state bird of Florida? Isn't I mean, that like what they say down there? Yeah. And no seams. There's another type mm. of bird, another type of bug down here. It's called no seams. And they will literally bite you in the water. So you're not even safe, like in the water. I'm like, right. what kind of asshole bug is that? I'm like, they're so bad. It, right. They're so bad and they're such assholes that they didn't get like a real name. It's just yeah. no seams. <laughs> no what? seams. Why do you call them that? Because you can't like see them. my grandfather made that up. <laughs> or like Luna. Like, well, you don't see them, so it's no seams. I mean, it's, and that's such an, this is a literal name of the bug because it's on every bug spray. I'm like, what? How does, how does that make the cut? I right. just don't get it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Great. But if you're here because you saw our reel... I am Ooh. so happy. I can't believe this reel. So Shannon made this reel about. It's, you know what it was? Ago? It was the day that I came down to see you because I filmed it in our Florida house and uh, when we were on vacation and I we were getting in the car like right after I was done with it. So back in July, is that when it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It caught some traction. It so did. just goes to show you guys keep posting on those reels because sometimes they take off and and then they Who come knew? back to life this and just go viral and it has. So everyone's seen it. Right. I mean, I think like people like on Mars that are like now taking yeah. the shirts the right way. <laughs> Listen, like, we're here to help. If we got a tip, we think it's going to help. We're, we're always happy to share. So yeah. I'm no I'm shirt glad. boners here. Right. No shirt burners. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. We did have one comment that was like, oh, really grow up. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> it's overrated. <laughs> really grow up about what? Tucking I think shirt? because we called it a shirt boner. I don't know. Okay. You know what? Go flip through your Bible. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's something that they're, they're, yeah. they're doing. Like, it, could be. it could be. Yeah, but it's funny. But yeah, we are so happy to have you guys back. And if you're here for the first time, awesome. We, you know, we're just glad that you press play. And we hope you stay for the whole thing because yes, we got a so fun social catch up today. Um, we're going to be episodes. Oh, yeah. We love doing these. Love, love, love. We're going to have another one. We're actually going to start recording our old. Like our old schedule very soon. I know. I know it's coming. Now that we are starting to get a little bit more of a grasp of like what, you know, this new normal living in two states looks like and all kids being back in school and schedule starting to, you know, settle down. We're going to be able to do us again, Britt. Like this is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We have a great topic coming up next week. Um, and I'm going to ha- go ahead and spoil it because I think yeah, it's go a good it. one. Because if you're listening today, I really do think that you're going to want to push play next week. We're talking about friendships and this is like the number one topic people come to us about like it's not about it's not about our friendship it is but like just about manicuring how do you find friendships later in life how do you kind of cultivate that and I think it's important especially as we're going through this different transition of keeping a bond but also you know looking around you and seeing what else that you can bond with exactly yeah I love it I'm excited to to chat more about that and you guys will be able to hear that next week because we're in it yeah, that's we're living we that life. Shit that's going on in our life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's why I love these social catch-ups because we have a great, great, great show. And I'm 
I don't know what happened in the world, but the world went actually, can I, we need to pause. Um, okay. We are not so vapid that we don't understand what's going on in the world. True we story. know the problems in Afghanistan. We understand there's immense problems in Haiti and we're not, not like thinking about that and reading about it and keeping ourselves educated. It's just not what this podcast is about, but doesn't even doesn't matter to us. So just going to put that out there at caveat, like this is just a social catch up, but it's right. not like we're not thinking of those people. Exactly. We're just taking a small pause on the things that are really pressing. And, you know, again, we're, we definitely understand that this is, um, we're fortunate and privileged enough to not have to think about this on our daily. You know, it's not like an interaction that's happening right here in our front door. So we understand that, but we are, you know, we do think about that and our hearts are with those people that are, you know, going through a lot of destruction right now, but yes. we're just here to, you know, have a giggle today. And sometimes you just gotta, yeah, sometimes you just gotta giggle. gotta giggle. Sometimes, Yeah. You just have to have a little fun with what you can and, you know, see where it takes you. Okay. So on the show today, we're <laughs> going to talk about the Trelizzo trolls. Yes. Great topic. We're going to also cover some celebrities that aren't really bathing as much as maybe we thought they would. Well, yeah. Uh, I and do we're also going to touch on the Bama rush on TikTok because mm-hmm. I didn't even know about this, but man, fell down a dark hole yesterday about Once that. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. <laughs> right. And then mm-hmm. we're also going to touch on Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian flying to Cabo for the first time. Yes. Yes. So, together. Yes, I, I know. You're like, why is that a big deal? We'll get there. We'll, we'll, get there. we'll tell you why this is a big deal in just a minute. Yeah. So we're going to open the show with Lizzo. Ooh. All right. What so got, the trolls came out. Yes, they the did. trolls came out. So um, a few days ago, Lizzo released a, released a YouTube video, which has now been deleted, of her very upset about some very disturbing comments. And I'm not going to say the comments. You can you can go back and read them. I do think they're very triggering. So I'm definitely not going to say them here on this podcast. But they're highly racist, just highly abusing. It is more than bullying in my mind. I think it's almost threatening her mental state. And it did. It finally got to her and she broke. Mm-hmm. Now, here's where the internet's kind of like, what is going on? Lizzo is this this person who's taken on this persona is like, you can come at me. I'm, I'm me. I'm me. I'm me. Now the question is, do we accept her crying and like that she's vulnerable or should she still be staying up to these trolls and saying, hear me roar? What do you think? Well, we say it here all the time. You're human first and you're everything else second. So as strong as she is and as much of a, you know, voice as she is for people that, you know, she's trying to give a voice to people who do get bullied and who do get put down and who do get harassed. She's still a human being. She still has feelings. At the end of the day, she's not like so stoic and like closed off that she doesn't understand that those kind of things can hurt. Now, I don't think she's going to give these people power for long, but at some point, if you were being attacked at the core of just who you are as a person, I think it's going to weigh on anybody. I don't care how strong you are. I don't care how thick of a skin you have. Like it's going to weigh on you as a human being. And I think she has every right to just have a minute to be like, what the fuck? Can you people just shut the fuck up about me and like what I look like? And, you know, if you don't like me, then stop listening to my music. But if you don't like me because of how I look, that's a you problem, not a me problem. Also, don't follow me. Don't subscribe. Keep scrolling when, you know, you see me come up. And if you can't say something nice, then don't fucking say anything. I just find this very odd in the internet. Like if people don't like something, they have to like say it. Like, and I know that we, that I'm kind of being a hypocrite because some the social catch-ups are sometimes my opinion. I'm like, I don't like that. But when it comes to this, where it's so hurtful and derogatory and oppressive, that's a big problem. And I feel like that's like, why, if, why do you have to say it? If right. you don't like it, why do you have to say it though? Like, I agree. It's, it's just bringing down. And um, we've talked about this before on the podcast about celebrities and like, we've only received a little thimble of right. like hatred on the internet. I can only imagine daily what these people get. Yeah. Um, Rachel Lindsay has talked about what she gets like death threats and stuff. And there's only so much you can ignore. Exactly. Like, at the end of the day, like, I think that they don't read the comments, but sometimes some pop up and you do see the DMs and you do see it. And then 
I can only imagine how hard that is. So he's finally got to her. Yeah. And, you know, I I do, my heart does go out to her because I mean, I I think she's, she does great work. And I do, I mean, one, I think lyrically, she's a genius. Uh, She just, she's so much talent. She's, she's a very talented musician, not just with her lyrics, but how she plays instruments. She's an amazing flute player. I mean, she's done so much to just give a different voice to so many people, male and female, uh, about like, it's okay to be you exactly how you want to be you. So you don't have to fit into a box. You don't even have to like fit into a fucking ring. It doesn't matter. Like you just be how, who you want to be and keep going with it. So I just, she's gone on record too. Of like, she's one of the hardest working musicians in the business yes. right now. She performs when she's ill, mm-hmm. when she's had to have a root canal, she still performed. She's, she's recorded when she's had high level fevers that she had to eat. She wanted to get an album out. Yeah. She spent just countless hours in the studio. So, and I think that's what really got to her. She's like, I'm really, I really put my heart and soul into this song. I think she really felt it. And the fact that I think that it was met with so much hatred and vitriol, I guess that's what, is that the right word? Yeah, I think okay. so. Like, I, I just felt like she would, that's when I watch the video parts of it. She's like, I'm just like, what else can I do? Right. And sometimes you have to have that moment. You're like, damn, I, look what I did. And you guys still hate me. And, and I still, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm not hating though. I am not hating on the new Lizzo and Cardi B song. It's called rumors. It's a, it's a banger. I mean, it is banger. such a, a great song. You listen to it on repeat. It's, I mean, I think Lizzo does that. She's so good at giving us songs that we can just put on repeat and be like, Yes. I mean, she gives us anthems and I love that so much. So she gives um, us taglines. If Instagram would not be what it is from, if not Lizzo, given us captions. Oh, for sure. I mean, I've captioned so many lines in a Lizzo song. Like I need to start paying for it. Like, <laughs> I owe her like a straight hundy. Right. You do. You do. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I do, and I do love that Cardi B like stood up for her. Yes. She's she's encountered a ton of hatred. She does. I mean, she gets it all the time too. And which again, it just I, I think it's worth noting that just because somebody does it different than you doesn't make it wrong. It just means that it's different, you know. And it doesn't mean that you have to have this like giant noise and like racket around being like, no, 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 you're doing it different and you're doing it wrong and you need to conform to the way I do it. Shut the fuck up. Like that's not what makes us us. That like you doing it your way makes it your way and that's great. So just let this, the artists do the same thing. I mean, if it's offensive to you, ask yourself, why do I find this offensive? Not that, oh my God, she's offending me. Why are you offended by that? Like what is going on internally that you're taking this so personally and what is it going on in you when you hear these lyrics and you feel a certain way? That's not on her. That's mm-hmm. on you. And also we want to clear a rumor up. She did not kill anybody by crowd surfing. Yeah, no, that's the dumbest thing. No one heard. died at a Lizzo concert by no. Lizzo crowd surfing. She's never done that. Watching right. the video of her jumping <laughs> on a bed will brighten your day. It's great. I highly recommend it. But no, that and it's, I think that also is just very disheartening for her to hear. She's like, guys, come on. Like, come on. Right. Sometimes it's just too much. And uh, we need to yeah. take a step back in society and get the girl a break. Give the girl a break. I will say like a lot of the people like in the industry too are not happy with her releasing a crying video because they're like, it, you sound whiny. And I'm like, she sounds human. Right. That's human. That's humanity. It's humanity. It's, I mean, come on, we all do it. I mean, I do, I, I will have to say, I have a hard time connecting to photos that I see on Instagram where it's like a selfie of somebody crying because I'm like, "Mm, okay, hold on. You had to to do You knew that it was like, you knew that you were crying. And like, I get like, sometimes I read these captions and I read the stories. I'm like, I get it. But it's also like, did you take multiple? Did you just have to make sure you get like the right angle of you and mm-hmm. the right tier? Because one, mm-hmm. I don't have a cute crying face like ever. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. it sometimes it just looks too choreographed and then I lose like the the uh, authenticity around like the message. You lose your empathy chip at that point. Uh, at, at some point I'm like, okay, that's not. I mean, I get it. We all have sad stories. We all had like, I get wanting to share because you want people to feel like they're part of the community and that they're not alone. Like I totally understand that. 
it's not sold to me in the way that I would like to consume it. Again, does it make them wrong? It just means I want to consume it in a different way than how it's presented to me in a crying selfie. I don't love it. I, I do agree to you with you a certain, because you told me this one time we were out to lunch. I'm like, this, she, she put stuff out there. She go, you go, is she, is she really? <laughs> and I'm like, well, shit. It was like breaking glass. I was like, and now I can't look at anything the same. I'm like, it does right. performative a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's why I think a video sometimes does connect a little bit more. Yes. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying one way is right. Or the other. It's just my opinion. Right. You know, Absolutely. Whatever. That's again, and we're not experts on anything. No. Not a damn no. thing. <laughs> no, there's no expert. But only it, on it how to not get a shirt boner in a in a reel. That's that's the that only thing that we have. <laughs> that might be it, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, it, and this is what amazes me about girls, though. This is why I don't think it's as performative as it is because girls love to watch themselves cry. It's a fact. It might. <laughs> my daughter is born with it. Me too. I mean, like, if I have a heavy cry section. I will, a session. I will look in the mirror. I'm like, well, look how sad I am. Yeah. I don't know if it's like me wanting to give myself a pep talk, but it's right. so funny. I think we're all born with this gene. It's, it, yes. Tell me you haven't looked in the no, mirror. For sure. I mean, I've definitely had cry sessions where I'm in the mirror and I'm like, this is dark. This is a dark day. You know, this and I talk to myself and like I'm seeing it. And I will say, I mean, there are times where after a good cry, there's a certain shade of blue that my eyes get only after a good cry. Then I'm like, if I could get that all the time, that'd be great. But that just comes from, you know, catching into the mirror and noticing what it happens. Literally, the you're moment. the only person who ever <laughs> noticed that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. It's not like I don't have some of those qualities, people. This is, this is a true story. I'm going to cry here in the next few days and just see what color my eyes turn. If see? it's like a bomb ass color green, I'll let you know. You're going to, I'm telling you, you're going to find a shade. All right, then like, friends, you have, a, you have a task. Next cry section. <laughs> session. Let see us what know. what color those baby blues are. Do you like your eye color after you cry? Or you're like, absolutely not. I look like a trash can. <laughs> I Again, no like, hate, no shade either way. We're just, we're just curious. No. I look like I slept on the floor. It's I look awful. So it's, Listen, I'm not yeah. saying I'm attractive after. I'm just saying that the eye color is a different shade. And I'm like, I really like that. But there's nothing else about my face. Like everything's swollen and red and my snotty nose. I mean, it's, there's nothing. You know how like a, somebody, was it Carrie Underwood that had that cry pretty song or whatever? I never understood that. <laughs> never I, understood I, that. I was like, I don't know. Who cries pretty? Who, who the fuck does that? I don't know. But not me. That's not it. Like... <laughs> No. Yeah, your nose snots like way too much when you cry. Oh, I'm like, why did it turn on? It is does. It like, like there's a faucet and like both sides just go to town. No, I already said that. I'm like, is it waiting for the tears? They're like, hold, hold. Okay, go. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, now that you know how we look like when we cry, we'll, we'll move right along. <laughs> no one needs you know, because after a good cry, some things I'd like to just wash my face. You know, you, you wash off the day, you get your face done and, you know, you just kind of wash off all that sadness. But, you know, there are some celebs out here who just don't agree with that policy. They just don't feel like they need to bathe, bathe that often. And uh, the list was shocking when this came out. So this, shocking. this happened on the... Um, Armchair Expert podcast a couple weeks ago, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis admitted that they only wash their children when they see dirt. And it sent the internet into a crazy spiral of really funny memes and really just asking a lot of questions of like, wow, who else in Hollywood doesn't bathe that often? And the list continues to grow. So we have uh, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell, who said that they, they only wash, they, yeah. they only wash their children when they smell. It's their like, feet smell. They smell yeah. their feet, and if their feet smell, that's when they bathe them. Well, there was also a quote saying, hate like, that. when they when they walk by and they catch a whiff, they're like, "That's biology saying it's time to wash up." And I was like, "Okay." Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, Brad Which Pitt, that one's, he backs it up. Jack, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, yes. Um, Brad Pitt, who says he only washes with like baby wipes, his armpits and his genital area. Um, and Charlize Theron. Oh, I didn't, I yeah. That. So hers was interesting because she was like, you know, I know that I have, I'm lucky. I stay, you know, I travel all over the world. I fly first class. I stay in these fancy resorts. I stay in these beautiful, you know, five-star hotels. And she's like, when I go on vacation and I just want to do something for me, I'm going to places where I'm camping and I'm outdoors and there's very limited resources for me to take a shower and do those kind of things. So she's like, for me, it's like a, 
it's the opposite of how I live in like my work life. So I want it to be something different in, you know, my, my play life. And there's just not always an opportunity to shower. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that's interesting. Again, interesting. Um, but it raises the question, like when, when is enough is enough or when do you go too far with, with not bathing? I mean, for my kids, I don't really press the baths too much. It's like maybe once a week that I press it. And if it happens between there, that's great. But for me, it's once a week. But we have a pool and we've been, we go to the beach a lot and I feel like that's some kind of bathing. So I'm like, nah, figure it out. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No, again, I, I get it. I mean, I'm more on at least twice a week if not three times, depending on like the activity. Cause like if they've been out at the barn and they're riding horses and they smell like a horse when they come home, they have to take a shower. Cause it's just oh, gross. Sure. Um, my oldest uh, last year was like her teacher. I think actually it was starting in fourth grade. They had a teacher who was like, okay, if you don't currently use deodorant, now would be the time to start thinking about it. You know, and this was for like for the whole class kind of thing. She didn't like single out any kid, but it was like a blanket statement. And I was yeah. like, yes, thank you to the teacher. Because, you know, when your teacher says something, it's like they listen. A parent can say something and they're like, nah, whatever. Um, so I was like, yes. So she's been wearing deodorant, you know, for a couple of years now. And she really likes it. So I was like, okay, that's good. But she doesn't always love taking a shower and she definitely doesn't love washing her hair which I get like, no, no, I don't know any female that like really enjoys washing her hair. However, she's, she's starting to get to that age where she really needs to take a shower and wash her hair a couple times a week. Cause it's starting to get a little greasy up top and like her hair just holds smells. So it doesn't smell dirty. I have one of those hairs. Do you know what oh. I mean? It's just, it just kind of doesn't smell clean. So I'm, I'm like, okay, listen, you know, Sunday nights and either Wednesday or Thursday night. Like that's always going to be bath time and you have to wash your hair. Now my youngest one, she's like a people pleaser. So she's a little bit more of like, you know, anytime she's in the shower, she's like, mom, I'm just going to go ahead and wash my hair. Okay. (laughs) So for her, I'm like, eh, we don't need to wash it every day. Like it's, you know, we want, don't want to get in that habit of doing that every day because you know, your hair doesn't need to be washed every day. She's like, okay, but can I get it wet? And I'm like, Sure. For me personally, I do not like to have wet hair if it's not clean. I don't know why no. that just, it's just gross. Uh, again, personal opinion. Um, but for her, she's like, you know, she'd rather just get it done and not have anybody bitched that her hair needs to be washed. So I'm like, mm-hmm. and I get the the hair smell. I think I'm a hair smeller. Like mm-hmm. I think my hair smells first. I sweat a lot on my scalp. Mm-hmm. Um, I have extra glands in there or something. Yeah. I'm going to donate my body to science just so I can figure that out. For sure. But, you know what? There's a weed eater. Do you want me to move? No, I, I can't hear him. You can't hear that? Okay, good. Yeah, I can't hear it. I just want to make sure my yeah. Zen friends can't hear it. And you're like, you know what? I hear this all the time. I don't want to hear it here. No. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, I, I think that I just live in a kind of a lax bathing world in my, in my house. Um, and even, but Landon will take like three showers a day. Okay. I, think I go like sometimes every other day. Like, yeah. I don't always take showers every day. I'm like, I was eh. going to ask you like, what's your, what's your personal shower regimen yeah, or not regimen, like, but like schedule It's like every other day. Sometimes. I mean, sometimes it's every, not if I work out or if I get really sweaty here and if I, you know what, if I walk outside, sometimes I have to take a shower. Like it's just so hot and you sweat. So yeah. yes, definitely. And I'm not going to get into bed with when I know my body's been really sweaty. I'm like, mm, Ooh, I can't stand that. Yeah. But for the most part, if like I'm, if, I'm just in my bathing suit and I've been in the pool and I feel like that's, that's clean. I'm like, okay, fine. Ooh, see, I don't like being in pool water. Like I got to wash that off. I don't, I don't love it. Like I, oh. I feel like it gets like sticky skin and I know that I have sunscreen on and I want to wash that off. Like I like to shower every day. Sometimes I do it twice a day, depending on the day. Um, I just feel like I can't get my day started without a shower. Yeah. And like some, like some days it's fast and I know it happens. And like, if I'm going to work out, I'll, I won't take a shower before I work out, but I'll do it like pretty much immediately after. But it, sometimes it like my skin crawls. If I know I've been up, I've had a workout and it's been just a quick day and I've had so many things to do that I can't shower until before I go to bed. Oh, I mean, by like seven o'clock, I'm like, get me out of these clothes. Let me scrub it up. I mean, I'm in there like doing like a sugar scrub. Just like. I love to shower. I, I mean, get the funk. Yeah, I can't get the funk. Yeah, but I don't. I usually, I'm like a once a week, twice a week wash my hair kind of person. Oh, I, I just can't wash it every day. 
I don't have time. It, mm-hmm. It's it's too thick. It takes forever to dry. I just don't have time for that shit. Yeah. And I've been on this like hair care journey where I'm not washing my hair. I've, it, the least amount I can do it. It's great. I use like a bunch of hair oil. I'm trying to, after the extensions have been taken out, I'm like, it needs some love. And that means I'm not washing it and putting the headband in. <laughs> so <laughs> I know I've, I'm really liking this um, headband journey because we talk every day uh, in carpool. So we'll catch each other um, during our Marco Polo sessions. And Brittany's been sporting a, usually a bright headband. And I'm like, look at her just really embracing that Florida life. Like she is just down there putting the headband on, getting it done. One step away. See all the old ladies do this down here. They wear bright colored headbands and it's Mm -hmm. really fun. And they all, and they walk in their bathing suits and short shorts and, um, and and I'm just paying homage to them. You know, I'm going to give you a little pro tip here. Um, because we've had our house of colors, colors done. They have our pink at aloe right now. If you go to aloe oh, yoga, yeah. like you can, cause you're in like, you're in a coral one right now, which isn't in our color family. But if it's you not, hop on, um, if I had it around here, but I don't, but uh, they have like a, a bright pink um, headband and it's super cute. Well, and actually there's a lot of things they have. And like, I have a tennis skirt in that color right now. And like their, their whole, like you just went, you just went cray. I did. It was it was a store in New York, right across from the Potter store. I was like, "This is for me," because you know, it's, honestly, most most stores right now have all these like trendy colors that are like muted autumn colors and like yeah. the colors that just don't work for our personality or our colors. So I'm like super bummed that all these stores have not our colors right now. I'm like, okay. I just wear a lot of white and black. It's weird. I, yeah, or like this charcoal gray color. Like I love. Yeah. Like that's easy it's like and three. it works. Yeah. But like some days I just want some color and a pop of color. I can't wear, you know, muted burnt sienna. Although I, I love when someone rocks that color. I think it's I cool. do too. Yeah. yeah I, I'm jealous of the people that can. Like it makes me look like I got drunk last night, but I love that color on people. So I highly I, recommend. Yeah. I love, I, love I, mean, the, I love the neutrals. I it's do too. so pretty. I wish I had more of them in my palette. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> I love the. I have been wearing a like a. I do love a nude color too. I'm really big on that. I think when I have a tan, it makes me look really good. But I don't care what the house of color says. I'm like I say, <laughs> this I is say. my color. Well, excuse me. If you um, if you're curious about what people are wearing and where it's from and what they're doing, you remember back in the day when we had those OOTDs, the outfit of the days. Well. Mm-hmm. We have a whole new trend coming down the pipeline thanks to the Bama Rush on TikTok because this thing has blown up and now we can know who Claire from Alabama is wearing on her bid day on her way to Rush. I am so perplexed by this and this is why it's like TikTok has a love-hate relationship with me. Like I'm just so amazed at things that take off on this app and then the amount that I can't stop watching it. I'm like, you got me. You got Mm -hmm. me. Because these girls that are just rolling through these brands, they look like they have almost a gun to their head and they have to say it. They're so low energy. They're like, well, okay, here, well, here is it. I mean, it's just like, it is the most low energy thing I've ever seen in oh, my life. Oh, wow. Okay, maybe you're watching the different ones because I'm seeing the ones and these girls are like popping off with like, I, my shoes are Steve Madden. My necklace is Michael Kors. My skirt is from Shein. Like, and they are all up in it to tell you all the details. I mean, I'm like, wow. Maybe I clicked on the wrong one. I think think you clicked on the wrong one. I mean, maybe maybe those girls aren't Russian Bama. I don't know, but like. (laughs) It's it's so funny. They they push play and they're like, okay, so like my bracelet's from um, David Herman, but you've got to stack it. (laughs) I'm like, what? And um, and then this is from you know, and and she's like, and then she's like, okay, bye. And I'm like, that was the most low energy thing I've ever seen in my life. And I bet you like everyone bought your outfit, you like, know, because you were so low energy. You're like, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. yeah. This is it. it what it kind of reminds me of um, Josie and the Pussycats when <laughs> everything is like labeled and like logoed and branded. I'm like, that's yeah. what I feel like I'm watching. It's like the late 90s, early 2000s coming, strolling back, being like everything. <laughs> know my brands. Here I am. I'm like, whoa, what is happening? It's oh my just gosh. the amount of clothing they probably have to invest in. And then that sent us on a dark hole, deep, dark deep, dive deep, deep. on the amount of money that is just oh. all throughout that is laced without the, throughout these sororities and especially Rush. And then 
we just went further and oh, it, and it didn't yeah, stop. Yeah. I mean, TikTok yeah. has actually taken this off and it did post a lot of questions and, and Chin, you found out a lot of stuff, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And we're going to post all these links on our show notes. So if you want to dive in on your own, you absolutely can. But um, it started with a, uh, a girl who used to be the treasurer of a sorority in Alabama. And she is like, you guys, the amount of money that is made off a sorority is insane. And okay, I was in a sorority at Clemson and it was nothing like what I'm seeing on these TikToks. So I'll talk about that in a second. But like in Alabama, the to live in the house, the sorority house is going to cost you about seven grand a semester to live at these houses. Okay, so that's just to live in the house. And then you have dues on top of that, which are like, you know, anywhere from like four to five thousand dollars a semester. So when you're looking at the amount of money each person is bringing into that sorority, it, it adds up quick. And we're talking like multi-million dollars that are going into these accounts. And this one girl who's, you know, she's like, I was the treasurer. I was in charge of all the finances. I had to pay utility bills. I'm paying, you know, I'm collecting W-9s from caterers and, you know, paying people um, who are working at our house and then paying for parties. And I had access to multiple accounts that had multiple millions of dollars in it. And she's like, I was 19 years old. She's like, I had $200 in my checking account, but here I am managing millions of dollars. And she's like, it was nothing for us to throw an $80,000 party on a Tuesday. That is crazy. Like, Holy fucking shit. Like that's nuts to me. Nuts. Yeah, and it's just the whole institution as a, as a whole, I think there's a lot of positives that people have probably grasped onto. And I, and I understand if you went through a sorority, you're like, Oh my gosh, we get back to the community. And it was a bunch of sisterhood. They made the best friends and friends for life. And, da, 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 da. and, and a lot of that is true. And I truly believe that in my heart of hearts. Okay. I'm not going to discount any of that. I think your experience is what you want to make it to be, but there are, I think that this is what the internet and the world are for is to yeah. ask questions oh, and sure. if you can't take the questions then maybe you need to pause, like, right. And people voice their opinions and then maybe you question it as well. Um, I listened to it on the podcast. I'm not going to totally rip it off because I'm, I do need to tell you that I have received a lot of information from be there in five. And, um, Kate goes into a deep dive and this is what she does. She really goes all in. She's very factual. Um, it's not just a in and out kind of podcast. <laughs> it's a two hour. So as I listened to it, I took some heavy, heavy notes and the main things, and, and not dealing with a lot of the systemic racism, I, I, that's a whole other issue that I can't get into right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus on one thing right here, is that a lot of it fell on the parents. The more that I yeah. listened, it was all about the parents, the parents pushing this. And I, I just could not ignore that fact. And um, it's just basically the, always the generation before you, <laughs> what how yeah. can we change it? And I think that this is a great time to start changing a lot of that. I agree. I think it, it's interesting because, again, my experience with this is different than what I feel like I'm seeing. There's definitely some similarities, but definitely not as um, I just my sorority. I was in a, I was a Chi Omega at Clemson, and we definitely weren't like we had a lot more. Um, northern girl representation then we did like southern girl representation so we weren't like a traditional quote-unquote southern you know we didn't really love to wear pearls everywhere we went and we didn't need to have bows in our hair and like again that's kind of what we were seeing with a lot of other sorties that you know back in that day but yep. it's interesting the amount of in the current um panhellenic system like if people don't get the house that they want, the sorority that they want at that university, they are switching universities to go on to become a, I'm just going to say like a tried out in another university because they didn't get it at the one that they were pledging. First of all, they no way my parents would have signed off on any of that shit. I mean, number one, like they're like, listen, you didn't get what you want. Then, you know, that's just tough shit for you kiddo like move on there was no switching universities because I didn't get the sorority I wanted I mean absolutely not not even close would that have ever happened um but that is something that is going on and there, again it's generational with some of these people where you know they're it's a just legacy. a legacy and you know that that means so much to them and for a lot of these people it's because they, it's the life 
and I'm using this in air quotes and opportunities that this opens up for you down the road. Whereas, you know, you're going to meet this certain guy in, you know, this fraternity, and then you guys are going to get married young, and you're going to move into this neighborhood, and you're going to have this kind of lifestyle. And it just kind of gives you this blueprint for what has been happening for generations after generations in your family. So there's that aspect of sororities and fraternities that I'm just like, oh, that wasn't my experience. I mean, at all. And I remember meeting a girl my freshman year, and I did not rush my sorority my freshman year. I rushed my sophomore year, which was they only take five sophomores. So it's incredibly difficult to get in as a sophomore. And I was like, oh God, I hope they don't waste it on me. Cause I mean, I didn't really take it all that seriously. Like I had a good time, but it wasn't like, I wasn't there to join a sorority. Like just, yeah, but like, if you want to be liked, you can turn it on. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. No, yes. you can work I, mean, the system I can work the system. Absolutely. Um, but my freshman year, I met this girl who she was like, oh no, I'm just here to get my MRS. And I'm like, I don't know what college is that like what what is that and she's like, like Merce? What's an that? mrs what and she's like no honey i'm just here to meet a husband i was like wait what that's a thing she's like yes that's why all the women in my family went to college none of us came here to learn anything we're just trying to find us a husband and i was like oh for the love of god you gotta be kidding me like are you in still magnolias like <laughs> you up, or you're like, am, I like I? Mm. am i here okay yeah, yeah so again but just i didn't know that that was like a an opportunity like I just didn't know that was a thing I didn't understand that that like people did that but the more I've talked to you know not just at my school but like all over the place like that actually happens and I'm like wow yeah and these bigger schools that's it's more intrinsic like it is it is very much more of a lifestyle Um, I think that's a lot of it about what this is pointing out I think that people are really turning their heads to wow the SEC is really there's a lot of laced racism, but also oh, yeah. I think that just really old ways of thinking. Um, yes. The main things that I took away and I wanted to read a couple of things is that what Kate touched on was not only the parents cause the pressure to identify with a certain amount of legacy, they, these parents literally go on these Greek chats and like spout off all of this Greek jargon that they're holding onto and just pushing this verbiage onto everyone else. And like, this is the way we have to talk. Like, and they send those taglines. I don't know, like your stories because they have taglines. I don't, I don't understand it. But, yeah. um, and then it also creates, and this is what Kate said, like the sisterhood seduction. And I was like, when she said that, my brain fell out of my skull. I was like, that is toxic vulnerability. Yeah. Because when you're forced to be in a situation, you're forced to be like, hey, this is my story. This is my trauma. It's trauma bonding, but almost forced. And you know, you can trauma bond over. And I'm not, I'm not putting downgrading that. Right. Trauma bonding exists, and I think that there could be positivities out of it. But this is like forced <laughs> trauma bonding. And so you're like, okay. So say you bond with somebody at these rush weeks. You're like you you lay your soul out, and then you're not chosen to be in this club that you this legacy that you're supposed to have. And then you're like, well, I bared my soul. I guess I'm not good enough. And you're told this at 18. I'm just having a hard time thinking yeah. that's positive and that's, overall. That's, it's interesting because once you, like, you go through a couple of days of rush and like, you know, on, on day one, you're visiting all sororities. Okay. So like, I'm just going to use, like, if there's 20 sororities at your school, you go to each one. And then on day two, it's like, you have to get invited back. And there might be like 12 sororities that are like, okay, we're going to invite, you know, you back. And then you know, and then it windles down from there. And then you get to the point where you might get like your top two or your top three. And like, then you've got to make the decision. Like if all three of them want you, then you've got to just ask yourself those questions of like, okay, who do I feel like I'm going to fit in better with? But like, there's not, again, from my experience, there wasn't this like open door, tell me all your deep, dark secrets before you got accepted into the sorority. Does that make sense? So like, there's still like these very informal conversations that you're having. And like, it makes me giggle now to think about like the inner workings of like how this worked. And like when I went through Rush and was meeting all these new girls, like there's a system. There's like, you come up, you know, and you're only really talking to these girls for like five minutes at a time. And you you have signals. Like if the conversation is struggling, there's like somebody's job to be like a bouncer between conversations that is looking for like this one signal that if you hold up this signal, she's coming over to save the conversation because you guys aren't compatible in a conversation. And she's like, okay, I'm here to save the day. And then there's like a whole like bump situation where you're like, you come in you're like, 
bump your sister and like, hey, girl, what are you guys talking about? And then she moves on to somebody else and you're talking to that girl. Now, you don't know any of this when you're going through Rush, like as, you know, somebody who is looking to get into the sorority. Like this is all, you're just like, wow, everybody's coming to talk to me. Like, this is so cool. And then when you get down and you figure out how it works, you're like, oh, shit. I feel like I was set up this whole time. Like, <laughs> that's how this works. You're like, oh, okay, got it. Um, but as far as like, you know, this, once you get selected to be in a sorority and I'm going to say like your pledge class might be like 30 people. So all 30 of you have been accepted and you've all been through Rush together and those are like your pledge sisters. Um, and then you go through the process of becoming a sister in that sorority. So you've got to take like classes and you've got to learn the history and like, like there's a whole like Greek system that you have to go through. So some people drop out after that because they're like, yeah, hey, it's just not what I thought. Um, but then, you know, that's when you can decide how how open you want to be with these people. So when Kate was saying her journey of like, you know, we had to tell our deep, dark, darkest secrets, that's not necessarily during rush. And that's not necessarily them saying like, mm, I don't really accept what you're saying and what you're doing. So we're not going to give you a bid to this sorority. That's already been like a we're here, you're here, you know. Um, and I think she even made the comment like, um, like I made up my trauma because she was like, I didn't want to share anything and I just wasn't sure. So I was like, gosh, I'm well weird. played. Yeah, like, I was I like, that's always on the same thing. Super like, smart. Yeah. I shoplifted this lip gloss. I don't know. Like, yeah. you know, I would have fully made something up that was like just bad enough, but not too bad. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Like would have read the room. I would have been like, let Susie and Casey go first. And then I'm like, okay. It's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I, I do think that they have, um, you know, there's a lot of, I'm still friends with a lot of my sorority sisters now. I mean, you know, some of them go on to be great friends. Some of them you don't ever talk to again. And I get that. I mean, I learned a lot. I did a lot of like community volunteering and the, I mean, there's a lot of positive things that come with it, but by all Absolutely. means, I mean, there's definitely, you know, when we were going into this, there was, a really interesting article that was published in Marie Claire back in 2014, um, it, it, bringing to light the, you know, the racism and the segregation that happens at the University of Alabama. And they did not have, or they had segregated sororities and fraternities up until 2013. Which that stat blew me away. That is, I mean, I don't know why I'm shocked about that as much as I am. I just, you know, I don't know. I'm just like, wow. Because the one thing that I pointed out when you said it to me yesterday, I'm like, our middle, well, my middle child and your youngest was one year old. So that happened in in our children's lifetime, a desegregation of of a popular or popular sorority system. It just desegregation in general in their lifetime. Yeah. And I will say, I mean, you don't see a lot of, well, I mean, and I'm hoping that that changes now because again, I haven't been in the Greek system in a you know very, very long time, but like, you know, you want to go someplace where you feel like you belong, right? So like if you are, we're say if you're just, you know, if you're a black woman that is rushing a primarily white sorority, how welcome do you feel in that environment? If you're like, nobody here looks like me, is that where I want to be? I don't know. I mean, knowing that they didn't even have the choice up until 2013 is astonishing. But I do highly recommend um, clicking on this article. We'll link it in the show notes so you can read this. But I mean, the turn of the tide, so to speak, um, was really cool because there were, you know, a handful of women that were like, this is bullshit. We really need to, you know, stand up for this and fight for change. And, um, you know, they got a lot of people on board with this. And I'd be curious to, to know the follow up of like, how's that going now in 2021, you know, at Alabama? Like, how's that going? Yeah, and then even like, what does that. that look like, at, you know, across universities all over the country? Yeah, we're not just targeting the Southern schools. I mean, I'm sure that there's other things that go on in other schools that we wouldn't approve of, or most people wouldn't approve of. I know that that happens, but, yeah. um, you know, TikTok brings to the light a lot of things. And that's why I'm like, oh, you don't want to go viral because then people start to dig. And you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> what happened? A little sketchy. <laughs> deep dark secret yeah yeah some, some bullshit what it is yeah um, and you have to relive that trauma right and you know who is not is getting over some trauma is our boy travis barker yeah um, we're so proud of i mean i i was reading the story over the weekend and um i do remember when back in 2008 when travis barker um was heading from south carolina to i think california and Shortly after takeoff, he was involved in a plane crash where there were only two survivors at the time, him and his one of his good friends, DJ AM, who he used to perform with on the road. Um, again, they were the only two survivors. I think there were nine on the plane. I, I think I feel like I remember eight, but I could again, eight or nine, something like that. Eight yeah. or nine. 
I've listened to so many different things about it, so I, I know that my numbers get conflicted, but they were only two survivors at the time. Um, since um, then, I think DJM AM passed a close to a year and a half later um, from a drug overdose, but they both, both of them not only suffered immense burns because when the plane crashed, Travis was covered in um, tons of fuel, like jet engine fuel, and burned a large amount of part of his body, and he had to go through a lot of skin grafts as well as DJAM, but they had so much trauma from it, as they should. Yeah. Um, they suffered from not only survivor's guilt, but just immense depression, and um, subsequently, DJM um, took his life, or had suffered from a drug overdose now, yeah. um, about a year later, or 18 months later, so, but you know, this is, but Travis Barker had not flown since. And right. over the weekend, he decided to join his, his boo um, on her sister's private jet and they flew to Cabo and he did it. And if you don't know who Travis is dating, he is dating Kourtney Kardashian. If you're not on the internet to see that, like, I get it. I mean, some people don't know. Some people only get their, you know, social catch up from us. I'm like, I get it. Um, <laughs> and Kourtney's sister, Kylie Jenner, bought a private jet and it's pink and it's, fantastic on the inside. I've seen pictures. I'm like, damn girl, you do you. Um, and Travis made a quote in GQ a couple years ago or no, not a couple years ago, maybe like soon after he started dating Kourtney Kardashian. And he said, there's going to be a time that I'm willing to get on a plane again. And this specific person knows what to say and knows what to do. And when that happens, the bags will be packed. But the reason that I'm going is going to be worth it. So that has a lot of people speculating, like, what could that mean? Are they going to come back married? Are they going to come back with the baby announcement? Are they going to come back with like all this, you know, like, what is that news? Or like, what is that one thing that would get him back on a plane after all this time? Is it like a word like dragonfly, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, I guess. I or mean, is I it know. like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they're yeah. very, they, I love them together. I really, I really do. I think it's, you can definitely tell there's such a deep bond. I don't think it's performative. I do I think that think they, so they put the, things out that they want to put out. I know that, and everyone has those, those new energy feels when you start dating somebody, even though they've been best friends for a while. Like when you start really dating somebody, I mean, you're all in it. Like you're super sexual, like let them yeah. be them. And now they have like kind of pulled back from that, you know, cause the newness kind of wears off and then real life starts, but they're super in love and I love seeing love. So I yeah. say, yes, keep flying, keep flying high guys. Absolutely. I'm here for it. I think it's great. I love this relationship. I think that this is, you know, I think it's adorable. I get blushy every time I think about them. Cause I mean, they've, they've known each other and they've been family friends for Years, oh, yeah, years, years and years before I think either of them really got even famous. I mean, they've just been around each other that long. So, um, you know, I think there's probably always been an underlying connection between those two, but they've never been able to like ignite that flame, so to speak. So right. I'm like, man, let it go, my friends, let it rise. I love it. And if in the celebrity world, if it was like treated like a high school, I feel like Travis Barker and Car and Kourtney Kardashian are like that cool couple, like making out like by the lockers, and like you oh, just kind of sure. like you kind of watch them, but like you kind of don't, and then right. you, but you can't afford you kind of look over and you still think, see him making out, but you kind of feel naughty like, when you look, but you don't want to yeah, look away. a little yeah. bit. You're like, should I be looking? Should I not be looking? Like, should yeah? So that's always feel how I feel about looking at any of their posts. I'm like, I don't, right. I don't feel like I should be here. Right. I'm like, oh, that's personal. Like, I'm like, oh, was it yeah. meant for me? I'm like, Sorry. oh, it's funny he knew. I guess yeah. it is meant for me. <laughs> he knew says so. I believe it. I believe it too. I believe it more truth. than anything. Then I probably should. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. I'm like, well, if he says it, then they it's all fact checked. I mean, you know, <laughs> they're not going to send us down a deep, dark rabbit hole without places to go. Wonderful. No. Well, tried you have any? Uh huh. They're tried and true. They mm -hmm. are tried and true. Yeah. Well, do you have any other? Uh, Anything else you want to chat about? I do have a final question of the day. Oh, okay. Please do share. Um, this is not, I, I heard this the other day and I thought this was such a good question because it made me rattled because I'm like, I don't know what I would pick. Okay. okay. If you could be any male in the world, which male would you be? And they have to be alive. If I could be any male in the world, who would male. I be? Mm -hmm. Pick one. Easy. Dan, Dan Kessler. Let me tell you what. His wife is amazing. He's got two really awesome kids. He's got a great life. I don't know. I mean, who else would you want to be? Oh, well, coming back is Dan Kessler. That's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. How about celebrity? 
Okay. Well known. And not that he's not well known. He, I, in my mind, he's Mr. Worldwide, but you know, whatever. <laughs> right. But what, to, how about, how about like, let's take it like, I'm not going to take it up a notch. He's, he's top notch in my book, no, but like, I get you. I get it. Okay. So somebody who I don't currently live with. Okay. It's what you're saying. Yeah, okay. Um, who would I be with if I, who would I be if I was a male? Mm-hmm. I would be. Now it's not a freaky Friday situation. Like you totally oh, turn into this person. I turn into this person. Yeah. And like I this like, is, this is not like you're still seeing it in word, but yeah, no, this is not freaky Friday. This is full on immersion. Mm. Immersion. Oh, I said that right. Okay. Gosh. Now I can't, do I want to be an actor? I don't want to be an actor. I don't think, I think I want to be, I think I want to be an actor. Oh, so I was a leaf blower. Whoa. That's aggressive. Okay. I live in the um, land of leaf blowers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. Hmm. I'm going to go with, I can't get this guy. Okay. Yeah. Tell me yours. And then I'll, I thought there were two that might be kind of cool. Okay. One George Clooney. Yes. I do see George. That one immediately popped in my brain. Uh I'm like, hold on. We might need to cut that out. Uh, this guy just like wants to just chill right by my window. I'm like, what the hell, man? I'm closing the shit out. You couldn't wait five minutes. Um, so I thought about him because like he has to travel all the way all around the world. He's got a bomb ass wife. I mean, they seem pretty legit. I bet they eat some bomb ass restaurants too. I bet you he has like a really great palate too. Like he like yeah. likes. I know that guy's an asshole. Tell him to stop. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. And then um, my other one was Obama. Because oh, yeah. I'm sure he's a great conversationalist. Yes. Tell me he's not fun to have a cocktail with. Yeah, And I feel sure. like I'm a great conversationalist and I would take that. Instead. Yeah. You know, okay. I like where you're going with that. I think I've, I'm probably going to say Jimmy Fallon. Like, oh, think about, you know, again, as a good conversationalist, like someone who just carries conversation, someone who's witty. It seems like it get along with like pretty much anybody, you know, can be in the right room and be the right person in the right room. Oh man, that's a good one. Oh, Jimmy, add one more to mine. Paul okay. Rudd. Oh, I love Paul Rudd. I have Paul yeah. Rudd energy. Like mm-hmm. I, I think and you I don't do. age like Paul Rudd, so that's also. I true. know his skincare routine is insane. So I feel like he's my energy. That's that's your boo. <laughs> I do. I definitely love on it. my celebrity love list. It, love it. Well, definitely. <laughs> you know what? We're gonna ask our friends. You guys, we're gonna we're gonna pull you uh, this week on um, on the Instagrams. We're gonna find out who do you want to be if you could switch places. With any Let's male on the planet. Okay. Well, we'll put that on the IGs. But you guys, thank you so much for, you know, hanging out with us today. We really appreciate it. And if you love this podcast, please snap a screenshot, put it in your Instagram stories, tag us in it. We just want you to share what you like with the people that you like. Power to the people. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.